Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Welcome back and welcome to February, February 2021. Honestly, I can't believe we're here. I have no idea where January went. It was the busiest month of life. I don't know if anybody else felt that way, but so insanely busy. And the month just literally flew by. The two weeks that I took off in December feel like they were eight months ago. Like it feels so far away. So I really need those two weeks back um, based on how January went. And I'm so grateful for the busyness of January, but it like, I had those two weeks off and then was just like thrown into the fire right at the beginning of January. And uh, it has been go, go, go. So I have to be really mindful of my time and my energy and overworking because I've been doing a little bit of that in January and I have to really monitor that. And so that's what happens when you are at home and your business is at home. It can be really easy to get caught up in doing more work. And so I'm sure many of us are feeling this way with the lockdown and being in quarantine and you're working from home perhaps, and you're just feeling like you have to do more and more and more. And no, you don't. Nothing is an emergency. Slow down and make sure during this time, especially that we're taking care of ourselves, that you are making yourself a priority and also building that community and that network around you of people that are really going to support you and help you stay accountable to yourself and to your well-being. I was actually speaking with some girlfriends the other day and my one girlfriend said that um, she's connected. She has like a little WhatsApp group with some friends and like each month they pick like a new online like workout program that they're going to do and they all just kind of like keep each other accountable and do the workout program and then somebody else chooses another one for the following month. Um, they've joined my reset program, which is amazing. So they're on top of that with their nutrition and they're just like all keeping each other accountable for their mental health and their well-being. And I think that's so important. It's so important during a time like now where we're in lockdown and it feels very isolated and we can't really see everybody in our loved ones. And so let's let's build our community and our network another way. And I really hope that this podcast is is a bit of an escape from your busyness of your everyday. It's time for you. Maybe you listen to us on a walk or when you're in the bath or something like that and unwinding um, or on your car ride to work. And I just hope that we bring you inspiration, weekly inspiration and motivation to live your best life and feel your absolute best. So I really appreciate you being here. Today, we have a really awesome episode. We are talking about entrepreneurship, overcoming doubts and doubters and taking risks. I'm interviewing Kara Golden, and she's the founder and CEO of Hint, Hint Water. Maybe you are familiar with it, and it is delicious. And um, it's not, I feel like it's not so readily available here in Canada. You do see it, but it definitely more so in the US. And so maybe you're familiar with it. And I'm really excited to have her on the episode uh, on the podcast today because she just has such a powerful story about her own health history and her addictions to sugar and how she was feeling in her body. And 
she was looking for something to drink, something to drink that was healthy. And everything that she was finding on the market was loaded with all these artificial sweeteners and all these ingredients. And she started to dive in deeper and was realizing that that really just isn't a health option, even though so many of these drinks claim to be healthy. And so this led her on her own journey of creating her own company and her own product. So it's a really powerful story. And whether you're an entrepreneur or not, it doesn't matter. Just hearing how people overcome their own health struggles and how they create something just amazing out of that and how they step into almost their zone of genius. They find and unleash this new passion and inspiration in their life. And um, that's what she did. And it's just so amazing. And so we're talking about the doubts and the fears that she had to overcome. And if she feels that, I actually ask her this question, if she feels that entrepreneurs are born or if they're made, I I often love to really dive into that topic. And, you know, just what it really means to be undaunted, which is the title of her new book, Undaunted, Overcoming Doubts and Doubters, and why that is her, basically her overarching message to her readers and to her community. So I'm really excited for it. And I think you guys are really going to love it. Before we dive into that, I've had so many people reach out and ask my thoughts on the new doTERRA products because doTERRA has launched some amazing nutritional products and they've kind of updated some of the products that they've had on hand for years. And I'm really excited for their new products. Now, I've ordered mine, but I just haven't received them yet. So I can't tell you guys how they taste. But just looking at the ingredients, I am so impressed by it. And I'm really, really excited to try it. So they launched a chocolate and a vanilla protein, which are both whey protein. And it does come from pasture raised cows. And it's got 21 grams of protein in there. It's all gluten-free, soy-free, GMO-free. There are no um, different hormones in there or anything like that. Often you can find like RBST hormones when you're doing cow cow dairy, uh, but you don't find that in um, the doTERRA whey protein, which is really, really key. So I don't do very well with whey. I actually used to take whey all the time back in the day, but um, I don't do very well with it. So they have a vegan protein that they launched, and I'm really excited for this one. So I ordered the vegan protein. And I'm just, I'm really excited to try it. So it's got a blend of pumpkin and brown rice and flax. And I think there's another one in there. I can't remember. Oh, Sacha Inchi, which is amazing. Um, So there's pea, brown rice, pumpkin, Sacha Inchi, and flaxseed. And so it's all plant-based. You're there's 20 amino acids in there. There's seven grams of fiber, which I'm really excited about because that's going to really keep you satiated and full. And they sweeten it with two of my favorite sweeteners, monk fruit and stevia. So really excited for that. The vegan protein is also GMO-free, gluten-free, soy-free, which is really great. And then what I'm most excited about They launched a fiber blend and the fiber blend is phenomenal. And again, I haven't tried it yet. Just looking at the ingredient list, I'm really excited to try this. So it basically is a combination of apple fiber, tapioca fiber, flaxseed powder, lemon peel, citric acid. Uh, There's been a guar gum in there, stevia and um, all natural. I'm so excited for this because fiber is so key And so many of my clients have a really hard time getting in enough fiber from vegetables because a lot of people just don't love eating vegetables. And so we really want to get that fiber in. And I do recommend getting closer to that 
somewhere around that 35 grams of fiber a day, especially for so many women who are dealing with estrogen dominance, you really want to eat enough fiber so that it's going to bind to that estrogen and flush it out of your uh, out of your bowels. So I'm really excited for this. And it's going to be great for weight management and supporting the immune system, supporting the gut health and digestion. And the great thing is a lot of the ingredients in this fiber blend are prebiotics. So they're going to help feed the probiotics. So I'm really excited for this. And I know it's going to, um, it's really going to support so many of the women that I coach and so many of the women who are in a lot of our programs. There's also chicory root and Jerusalem artichoke. And these are great prebiotics. And so they're going to really build up that immune system and the good bacteria in your gut and feed those probiotics and really support the immune system. So really excited for that. Then they've also launched a greens product, which again, haven't tried. So I'm really excited for it as well. Non-GMO, gluten-free, it's vegan friendly, and it's got a huge, like just a really amazing list of superfoods in there. There's like a really high antioxidant blend, and then there's a vegetable blend, so you're going to get really high minerals, and then there's a fruit blend in there, so you're going to get some really great vitamins and, of course, antioxidants. Um, So it's got a really great combo. There's some moringa, acai, cabbage, collard greens, dandelion kale, parsley, spinach, alfalfa, barley grass, pineapple, mango, goji berry. Um, There's lemon and ginger essential oils in there. So I'm excited to try it because I really want to know what it's going to taste like, what the flavor is going to be like. Um, But it's going to be really great for liver support and basically a great way to use that as your multivitamin. So these are brand new. Haven't tried them yet. I'm waiting for my order arrive and I will be sure to keep you posted on my honest thoughts about how they are. And uh, I'm really excited to start making some shakes with them. So I'm really excited for it and I'll just keep you guys posted. So just keep an eye out. I'll be definitely sharing it over here on the podcast and then also on my Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie. In the meantime, I you know, you know I do get asked a lot about what greens powder that I do typically take. And I do love the Organifi green juice. That's the one that I've been pretty much taking for a year. That's my go-to. I haven't taken it every single day. Um, But you guys know that I always go back and forth with all of their products. I'm obsessed with their Harmony blend, which is their hormone blend. Um, And it tastes like a delicious decadent hot chocolate. So I really love that. Um, But their Organifi green juice has really been one of the best tasting greens on the market for sure. And it's really great for immune support. Uh, It's all dairy-free, gluten-free. It's keto-friendly. It's soy-free. It's certified organic. It's vegan. Um, So it's a really awesome blend and it contains moringa, chlorella, there's mint in there. And that's probably why I like it the most is because you get that little bit, uh, that little hint of mint. Um, There's spirulina, beetroot, matcha green tea, wheatgrass, there's ashwagandha, turmeric, lemon juice, and some freeze-dried coconut water. So it does taste really good. I just mix mine with water and I'm totally fine that way. Like I've been in the health space obviously for many, many years, like probably coming up on 20 years now. And I've tried so many green products and typically I would add them into like a shake or I'd have to mix them with something sweeter because they just taste really gross. And um, for me, flavor is everything. Like a lot of people are like, well, you've been in the health space for so long. You would just probably think, you know, you'll just take anything as long as it's healthy. It doesn't matter how it tastes. And no, that's not the case for me. It's got to taste good. So I like to take this one in the morning 
because there is matcha green tea in there. So it's a little bit energizing, which is really, really nice. And um, there's some great adaptogenic herbs in there too, like the ashwagandha. So I'm a big fan of that one. So if you are looking for a delicious green powder, that one I can definitely vouch for. You can head to OrganifiShop.com, save 15% off their entire site and use the coupon code HEALTHYHORMONES to save your 15%. All right. So that is enough about that. Let's dive into our episode today and let me officially introduce you to Kara Golden. She's the founder and CEO of Hint Incorporated, which is best known for its award-winning Hint Water, which is the leading unsweetened flavored water. She's also the author of Undaunted, Overcoming Doubts and Doubters. She's an active speaker and writer and hosts the podcast, The Kara Golden Show, where she interviews founders, entrepreneurs, and other disruptors across various industries. She lives in the Bay Area, and you can follow her on all social channels at Kara Golden. Let's dive in. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Kara. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here today. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Very excited. This is going to be so great. Before we dive into all the nitty gritty, I would love it if you can share with our audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Who am I? So I'm Kara Golden, and I'm currently the founder and CEO of Hint Water, this product here. Yeah, I guess you can't see it if you're listening, but it's a an unsweetened flavored water without sweeteners in it. And as easy and simple as that sounds, when I developed this product 15 years ago, there was no unsweetened flavored water in the market. And I was shocked by it. I didn't have any beverage experience other than the fact that I bought things at the grocery store. I didn't know how to distribute the product. I had seen like Coke and Pepsi trucks on the street, but I was like, I don't really know how you go about getting uh, distribution or a shelf life, a proper shelf life or like what a buyer did. I mean, you know, I guess I knew in theory sort of what all these things were, but I just didn't really understand it. And um, I had been in tech prior um, to starting Hint. I was at AOL for seven years prior to starting my company and ran their e-commerce and shopping partnerships. Um, a lot of what I uh, talk about today in my book is is really not only launching a company in my late 30s. Um, so for those of you out there who are thinking, you know, it's too late or I want to do something that's totally different, um, it's definitely possible. Um, but also the timing for me, um, the, the purpose of, of this product around really solving my health issues that I had developed over the course of many years, didn't even really think they were health issues. Um, but when I started um, really kind of, when I got off the train of this crazy ride that I was on in the tech world and um, on airplanes every single day, practically, and oh, I had three kids ever I had three kids that were under the age of four um, when I decided I want to go spend some time with them and then see what happens next that's when I really came up with this idea around my own health to like start drinking water and as like I said <laughs> as crazy as that sounds like I knew I was supposed to drink a lot of water but I just wasn't doing it because I thought it was boring and so I came up with this idea of just slicing fruit, in in the water 
And that got me to enjoy water and give up my diet soda addiction. So, um, which again, I was not even calling it an addiction because it was diet. So I figured it's totally fine. Like diet, diet equals health, or I thought it equaled health. Um, But soon I realized just by process of elimination that my body just did not like these diet sweeteners. And I was holding on to a lot of weight that I had gained over the course of many years. Um, And then when I actually gave up diet sweeteners, I realized that that was the thing that was causing me, causing my body to just like really, you know, get sick. And I think I ultimately caught it before, you know, really kind of much more challenging issues happened. Um, But I think I was, you know, what's termed today as, pre-type 2 diabetes, I think I was pretty darn close based on the signs. And then I um, and then I just eliminated it. And two and a half weeks into eliminating diet, diet soda, diet coke in particular, I um I lost 24 pounds and my acne that I had developed over the course of many years was um had uh just went away. Like I I had tried everything on my skin. I'd been to couple different dermatologists, like trying to solve it. And the answer was like, that's just what happens. Like as you age and if you have kids too close to one another and just none of it made sense to me. Right. Um, And so when I actually gave up the soda, that, that was like the thing that really helped me to just kind of, you know, reset myself and, and from a, um, from a business standpoint too, like I, I really, I thought, gosh, this product has to be out there somewhere. Maybe it's just not in my local stores in San Francisco. But when, and then I just decided, just for fun, maybe I should try and get a, a product on the shelf at, at uh, this new supermarket that had launched Whole Foods. And that's when, you know, I was like, I don't know, I don't know how to do this, but it's kind of fun. And you know, it's like it's there's every day there was so much that's unknown and. I mean, this is probably a different conversation, but but the thing that I realized that I didn't realize when I was in it, living in tech, was that um, I had a great ride. I learned a ton, but I was at a point when I was managing a group of like, you know, two hundred people in my organization, and every day I, it was almost like I was playing like, you know, the mother and mother may I like people would come and right. they'd say, "Here's your stuff. Like, what do you think?" Yes, no. Okay, go do this, go do this. And I was doing a lot of directing versus actually doing what I now term as, you know, being a lifelong learner. And I think that the happiest people at every single level in an organization or or maybe you're not working outside of your home, like you you have to be learning constantly. We're human. Like we all yes. want to be learning. If you get into a point where you're just like directing and you're not learning, then I think that that's where, you know, unhappiness and lots of other, you know, kind of key issues start to develop that are, um, that people just assume are for other reasons. And so that, that is, that is my journey. It's a powerful story. It's amazing, especially because we have so many women listening to this podcast, of course, it's called Healthy Hormones for Women. And, you know, we chat all things women's health and business and growth and personal growth and all of that. And you just shared like so many little tidbits that I think will be big ahas for so many women listening. Like 
drinking diet soda and how that impacted your health and your weight and your skin and potential like pre-diabetes, like most people don't think that there's a correlation there. So that's just wild. That's, that's amazing. And I hope it it inspires someone listening to be like, I'm giving this up and I'm going to drink some hint water. Yeah, Yeah, no, totally. And I, you know, it's funny because people I had, as I mentioned earlier, I had these three young kids at home and that was really like the time in my life when I started reading labels. I'm not like a nutritionist or, I mean, I was always pretty healthy But it was, I mean, I would go to doctors and they're like, come on, aren't you eating like 10 Oreos or like, what what are you doing? And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm I'm actually really pretty healthy, but I was never, I'm a pretty small frame person. I was never like that big. And, and when I, when I had babies, when I got pregnant, I just like, I would gain all this weight and then I just couldn't lose the weight. And I continually, and as my girlfriend said to me, which I, sort of loved her, hated her for it. She was like, you wear your weight well somewhere along the way. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, I was like, I mean, I was 55 pounds, like overweight. And it was just, and it was really, and again, like, that's not fat shaming. That is like, actually, I mean, it was unhealthy. Like it was not, you know, it's not good for your heart. It's not good for lots of other organs. Like, I just thought my frame is not, you know, this like, thing that like carries it. And I was tired every single day. I was like, but one day when I was just sitting there, like thinking about it, like I thought, gosh, it's really pathetic that I care more about what I'm putting into my car. I like had noticed that my car like drove differently when I had different oil in my car. And I was like obsessed about like, you know, the oil, like, you know, making sure that when my husband put oil in the car that he used certain kind of oil because I want whatever. And then I thought, I like sit there and put all of these chemicals into my body and without even thinking about it because it's called diet. And it's just, I mean, it's crazy. And, and I think, you know, I've thought a lot about this the first year of starting my company. I was just, again, I wasn't working. So I was like, really thinking about this every single day and really trying to do a lot of research too around the fact that like we're calling things diet. And I think if you ask most people in the world, like, is diet better for you? Most people would say yes, right? We've been like trained. And so I was like wordsmithing, you know, this whole idea too, that it's like, wait, but it's not really better for you. Or like, how do these people get trademarks? So like I, I, all these things were going through my head For because, sure. it, because I just thought there's so many people that are trying to get healthy. Obviously there's all these diets, there's, you know, all these things. And if we could actually get healthy by just like really paying attention to what we're putting into our body, and that's not necessarily talking about counting calories and, you know, also exercising, I mean, doing, you know, things that are, that, you know, kind of balance the whole thing. But I just thought like, you know, there's things called vitamin water, just as an example. And that wasn't my thing, but I talked to a lot of friends who really believed that that was health. And yet there was tons of sugar in there. And I just thought like all of a sudden, all of these like, you know, examples were coming in front of me that were like, they were, healthy perception versus healthy reality. And 
So, you know, this was almost 16 years ago now. And, you know, one of the things that I talk about in my book, it's called Undaunted Overcoming Doubts and Doubters, is people were always like, you know, how did you know? How did you like, you know, did you have fears? Did you like, you know, you probably never had any failures. You probably were, you know, relentless, all this. And, and I think that there's this, there's this major misconception about entrepreneurs that they are, you know, these like renegades and they've got it all figured out and like, they never, they're not scared of anything. But I think that the two things that really separate great entrepreneurs are really three, but curiosity and their willingness to go try and that they don't love to fail, but they know it's possible, right? At every step along the way. And they, you know, decide like it's worth it. And I think in in my case, I felt like I had seen such a shift in my own health that I felt like, and still feel today, that if we could get people to enjoy water, whether that's clean tap water or a product like Kent, that we would change health in the world, period. It's really powerful. And that was like my purpose statement from day one. Like I, I was like, people would say, what's it like running a beverage company? And my brain was like on another planet because I really viewed it as like the actual product was the vehicle to health for so many people. And people would be like, why do you think that? And I'm like, look at how many things are called diet and low fat and vitamin and even calling themselves water that aren't really water. And people buy those things because they want health. And yet it's so hard for people. It's like the consumer, the decks are so stacked against them to actually like truly get health. And so, um, so that's, so I thought if I can even just like go out there and like make a dent in it, then that would just be awesome. And again, like when I think about companies and I have entrepreneurs asking me like, you know, how do you come up with an idea or like, how do you ultimately like start a company? I'm like, you just, you just kind of start (laughs) like, right. And you don't need to quit your day job. Like you can go and do something on weekends, you know, start to research it. You know, if you don't know how to write a business plan, you can Google it and start like writing a business plan. Maybe you decide that you're not going to actually go launch something, but you researched it and then you came up with a decision to not move forward like that. You've accomplished something like you tried, right? All of these things. And I think it's just not getting so overwhelmed and not putting up all these walls around you that are really going to stop you is really the key. Absolutely. Do you ever feel, or do you ever have this conversation with yourself? Like I was meant to go through this journey so that I could launch this product. Like this was my destiny. I was really meant to do this. Do you ever feel that way? I feel that way every single day. I mean, I am, I am so much about journey and like that's, and, and everything. And even, you know, I always say to people too, like when bad things happen, it's, you know, that good will happen. And the best you can hope for is that it happens sooner rather than later. Right. Like it, it, and it's, it, it is, I mean, if you live life that way and think about it, like, you know, I don't like this situation. I don't like this failure. I don't like this pandemic. I don't like, like all of these 
things that are that are happening that are a little bit out of your control. At the end of the day, if you think about like, gosh, like why is it that that I'm experiencing this and what will I learn? And so part of what I do in my book is this is not a book that gives you one, two, three on starting a company. Although if you're, you know, a beverage entrepreneur, you'll gain like lots of insights um, and hopefully get inspiration from it as well, especially when you have challenges in front of you. But, but the, the thing that I really wanted to share with people more than anything was that, you know, if you just go try along the way and you just like, you know, start trying to figure out like, what are the things that I need to do in order to just make a little bit of progress? And like, there, there will always be things that are going to happen that life is not a straight line. And like, I'll I'll go back to, I have an example in the book around um, being discontinued at Starbucks. That was like a major thing in our timeline. When, when that happened, it was awful. It was great when we got into 11,000 Starbucks and then it was terrible. Amazing. Right. And, and then, you know, ultimately we, that, that was one where we thought we had done everything right. And we did like, we knew what success was. We were like really focused on it. We were, you know, trying to do everything right. And then we, a new buyer came in and a year and a half into the situation, they reached out to us and said, we're so sorry, we're going to put food in the case. And so it's going to be higher margin business and higher ring. And unfortunately, you guys are going to be removed from the case. And, you know, I'm like, "Ah," you know, like, like, uh, it was 40% of my business. I'm like getting hot, cold, hot, cold. And that meeting, I'm like, no, you can't do that. And they're like, yeah, we're really sorry. And, you know, and I'm just like, you can't like, when are you doing this? They're like next week. And I'm like next week. And so horrible situation on every level. And I sat there, I cried. I was like trying to figure out, Oh my God, how do I deal with this? The key like thing that I got out of that situation is when things really hurt, like that really hurt, you have to figure out like, why does it hurt? In that case, it really hurt because I had product that was sitting in my warehouse that was going to go bad. And they weren't buying it. Right. And so I had to figure out how am I going to go hustle to go and find a buyer for that product? And I don't know how I'm going to do that. And then the other thing was, was that it was 40% of my overall business. I had put so much attention into that business and had not put enough attention into diversifying and making sure that, you know, I had lots of options out there. And so it's an important lesson that I talk about in this book too, that, you know, the reason we care about things often, and especially as it relates to business, is that if they're too big, right, and they go away tomorrow, and there's no guarantees, right? There's no, I mean, you know, in today's world, we've all seen like, when my dad started his first job, he was like worried about taking a second job, you know, later in life, because nobody did that you took one job your entire life. Can you imagine, like maybe two jobs, like, but that was like a minority versus the majority took two jobs like today. Yeah, you know, what we've seen, there's no guarantee. There's like, you know, you could have a pandemic hit and then all of a sudden everything gets reshuffled again and people have to lay people off and, you know, and it's just, and instead what you need to do is figure out exactly, you know, A, that you love what you're doing for now and, and B, like in the situation of Starbucks, that 
you know, you've got other options because then it doesn't hurt as much when it goes away. Um, but anyway, that that one in particular, I think, was a bad. Yeah, it's a big one. But then it was also a situation where a few weeks later, we got a call from Amazon and they were, you know, really excited about the product. We were we were in there in kind of a small way, but they wanted to just make Hint a lot bigger as part of their grocery program. And the buyer bought it all the time from Starbucks. So there you go. Like, it's like, would he have like, would we have been top of mind if he wouldn't have been going into Starbucks every morning to get his coffee and like seen it, right? And so things happen like that for a reason. That's your journey. Oh, that's so wild how that came full circle. Yeah, totally. And I'm like, I needed to go through that in order. And again, we made money. They exposed us to every, you know, Starbucks is in every corner in the the world now. I mean, it's like- they're all over the place. There's people who saw our brand there, our bottle there. They, you know, hopefully tried the product. And then we were ultimately, then we were available on Amazon. So the hardest thing was we just had to get to those customers to say, we're, we're bum. We're not in Starbucks anymore, but you can buy us on Amazon. And that's what we did. And, and so, but it was like, it, you know, it wasn't that it didn't hurt. It wasn't that I wasn't stressed about it, but I'm like, I think about that a lot. And I, you know, I'm such a, people used to say to me that like the saying, never look back. And I've always like been really conflicted about that because I'm like, God, well, you can learn a lot if you look back, like you don't hold on to things, of course, but, but you look back and, you know, in life and business, right. Like on, you know, how things were. And I, I do it a lot and also celebrate, you know, not just the bad things that happen, but also celebrate, you know, the wins and how you felt about things. Absolutely. And, and that's really, you know, the book actually was written. I mean, people ask me, did you always know you wanted to write a book? I'm like, no, I was like, I'm an accidental entrepreneur and an accidental <laughs> author. Like I said, yep. this was my journal for four years. And, you know, about a year and a half ago, I started feeling like there's so many people who don't get to come to my talks and hear me, you know, really tell these like stories that other people are like, oh my God, you're so authentic. Like you just like say it as it is. And, you know, and, and I'm, I'm like, God, I could probably help a lot more people if I just bound this thing together and put it into something. And so, you know, I knew some authors and I reached out and they're like, oh yeah, that sounds interesting. Everybody's like, I don't know, like maybe, I, I don't know anything about business books. And then, um, and so that's what it was last summer, a year ago. And it was, um, you know, Harper leadership picked it up and was like super excited about it. So Amazing. Um, yeah. And now it's Wall Street Journal bestseller. And it's like, Congrats. and yeah. So I'm not going to lie. It feels amazing to be a published author and, mm-hmm. and, you know, have a Wall Street Journal bestseller. But I was like, it was not even on like any bucket list that I've ever had of like stuff that I wanted to do, but it feels great. That's wonderful. Well, I mean, I'm a fellow author as well. And I, I get the whole writing process. Uh, I had to write my book. I literally had three months to write it. Three months. Wow. Three months. Yeah. I had three months. So I'm, I'm curious what your process looked like. Well, I, I didn't I, like, again, I didn't write it like a normal author. I mean, I, right. this was my journal. Yeah. I mean, it was like, I was just journaling and just like, and, and again, I had never had 
like I never thought, okay, I want to put something into a book and have an outline or whatever. Like when I ultimately went to sort of shop the book, I mean, it was amazing because they were, I had 600 pages that was written and they were just like, wow. Like, okay, <laughs> we're gonna the hardest cut. thing is, is you're going to have to cut like a yep. lot. And I'm like, why? You know, and they're like, no one's going to want a book that's like, so I actually have a couple more books just based on like all of these stories that I've had sure, along sure. the way. But again, I, I mean, it's funny because I was just saying this to a friend. If I would have known like the stuff that people are writing about it are the same things that people have been saying about Hint, like how it's helped them so much. And if I would have known that that's how this would have affected people just by like writing. I mean, I'm always the girl that people call when they're thinking like, okay, maybe she can help me. Like I write on LinkedIn a lot. Like they'll write, reach out to me and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I've been thinking about this or I can't get into this retailer or, you know, and I don't do like consulting. I don't like... I don't do advising. I'm too, but I, I always just, I'm like, look, if I can just send you a quick email back or have a quick call with you, um, you know, I'll try and be helpful if I can. That's amazing. And yeah. And, and, but again, like I kept thinking, gosh, I should just write all these stories out because people like, this is all they needed was just a little bit of wisdom and a little bit of, um, you know, community that when times are tough, you know, that that's what they really needed to hear. Yeah. Absolutely. That's amazing. So your book is called Undaunted, Overcoming Doubts and Doubters. What does it mean to be undaunted? And why is that really your overarching message to to your readers and to your community? Yeah, I, I think undaunted really means that you just keep trying. I mean, I think there's a lot of aspects about it, but I think it's like, you know, people would say like, you're so courageous. You're so relentless. You just go. And, and I think I'm just, I think being undaunted to me really means that a lot of, you know, stuff can happen, right? You can fail. Like, I can't say that I've never had fears. Like I just keep going. And part of it, I think is also like living undaunted and knowing that it's all part of the journey and, you know, taking risks along the way is all like part of life being, you know, like I said, a lifelong learner as well is also something that I think is part of like an undaunted mindset that I think is super, super important. And, you know, just like overall, I think just, I really wanted also just to reset kind of the the expectations on who an entrepreneur is, because I think most of the time they actually are living undaunted, but they don't, they don't actually have it figured out. Like if you, I had, um, you know, mostly thank goodness, great reviews on the book, but I had one review on the book from somebody early on who uh, was not an entrepreneur, was, uh, you know, editor or, you know, a reviewer and said, I just wish she would have said like one, two, three, this is how you ultimately like start your company. And I thought any entrepreneur I know doesn't know, like, right, right. They don't know. They said, well, I initially thought it was this and then I went this direction and then that wasn't working. And then what I found was this really unexpected piece. And and that's the way it goes. And it's this journey. And so I felt like by actually sharing my story that 
it would help people to think and and to know that if I could do it, that they could do it too. Because so many people along the way have said, gosh, you had four kids under the age of six when you launched your company. Like that's not that's Crazy. not supposed to be like, okay, you're not supposed to be able to do that. Like yep. how'd you raise, I've raised a lot of money and they're like, how did you raise money like as a woman? And I'm like, I don't know. Like I've never been a man. I, I have no idea. Like it, I hate raising money. Right. But right. it's like, I think, it, you know, it's just all these things that I'm not supposed to be able to like do for some reason. Like instead I'm like those, you know, those are your walls. They're not mine. Yes. Like they're right there. Those are reasons why you think you can't go. I instead am like, I'm going to go figure this out. I'm not going to say it's easy, but that's what I have to go and do. And PS, like, I'm still smiling. Like I still, you know, I can't say that every day is, is easy and that there isn't bad stuff that comes up, but sure. I think that that is what's so important. That's amazing. Would you say an entrepreneur is born or created? Uh, you know, it's interesting. I've met, I would say that it's rare that I've met entrepreneurs who knew that they would be an entrepreneur. Right. I mean, I think that there's, there at least successful ones, most of the time didn't like start out thinking I was going to go. Like I always wanted, when I moved to Silicon Valley, I worked for um, my first tech, tech job was in a spin out of Apple. And I was in the early 90s. I was like obsessed with Steve Jobs. I was like, right. I thought, oh my God, he sees the future of like, I mean, this is at a time when like Apple is not what it is today. Sure. Like it was like, I was just like, wow. Like I'd read articles that he had written and I was just like, he just totally gets it. Like he's just like, like the computer is just about, it's just a tool to just make things graphically more interesting and right. easy. And like, I just saw like, I didn't know how to do what he did, but I was like, there's like these future people that think differently, yes. right? About stuff. <laughs> and that's as far as I got. And I was like, I just would love to work for people like that. So I never worked for Apple or Steve Jobs, but I worked for an idea that was a spin out. And there were like five guys, not in a garage, but in a tiny little <laughs> office. And they all worked for Steve. And I was just like, oh, this is like, and, and, and I think like what was fascinating to me that was different than like my corporate jobs that I had in New York and media was that they were all like wearing jeans, you know, it was just like, yeah, come in, you know. Cash. And then the other thing is, is that it wasn't like a straight line. Like every day you'd go home, like sometimes, you know, we'd order in pizza and we'd like hang out and sort of talk about things, but we're like, okay, should we just get it out the door? Should we get version one out the door? Knowing that in six months we would be able to like have engineers working on something like it wasn't done, but it was mm -hmm. good enough. Like, right. let's go and do it. And then maybe we'll figure out some things along the way right. that will make it better, which is like a totally different. It may sound like, oh, yeah, isn't that the way every like category does things? No, like banking, like straight line right. or like consumer products. Like think about like, you know, Coca-Cola when they launched Coke, yep. there's like Coke and yeah. then they put it on the market. And then they put a lot of advertising. And as long as it's selling, it stays, right? As long yep. as it's like increasing. 
they don't change anything until like it starts to go down. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so coming from that mindset of saying like, it's really pretty good, but like six months from now, it's going to be even better. Like is really kind of a different way of thinking about things. And, you know, we, we, I was never focused on like one flavor. I was like, we have 26 flavors. And I was always like, you know, we should have choice. We should have always be improving, like, which is a very, very different mindset. Yes. So having a different industry and coming in to an industry that like didn't work that way, I think was so interesting. So which one is your favorite flavor? I'm blackberry and watermelon. <laughs> those, oh, are my, those are my go-to. You know, go-to. it's interesting. I, um, I mean, I have a bunch of them on my table right now, but this is peach. Peach is so good. I don't know. Like I'm always grabbing. I mean, it's like asking me who's my favorite child. Like oh, it's great. like they all have like different, <laughs> I get, I sort of like, you know, go through rotations. Yeah, and like phases. Them. And and then whenever we do smash ups, which we take like, you know, just random, we'll take apple and raspberry and we'll throw them together. Right. I'm always like doing smash ups because they're like new. I'm always trying new. Most people don't like, it, it's interesting. Like, like the one thing I've learned about the beverage industry and maybe this is the food industry too, like consumers say that they like want to be unique and different, but they don't actually. That it, Like I always share with, um, you know, new food and beverage entrepreneurs that, you know, unfortunately, people try to visualize what something tastes like. And so when you go to the store and like we had this incredible flavor that was uh, hibiscus. And I grew up in Arizona where, uh, you know, a ton of Latino, um, you know, notes of of lots of different, you know, food in that environment, because obviously there's, you know, with Mexico bordering Arizona, yes. there's like a lot of, you know, cultural um, sort of influence from, from that. And so I grew up like with hibiscus plants and constantly making teas and, you know, not even like thinking about it. We launched a hibiscus hint and, you know, it was fascinating because it did pretty well in Arizona. It did pretty well in Southern California, but that was it. Nobody else in the U.S. got it. You know, they just didn't understand what we were doing. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, the top flavors are the watermelon and the blackberry. Anything that you see in the fruit and vegetable section are the top ones. And like, and that's just the way that people, that's the way people think about flavors. And, you know, and it's very rare, like even if, you know, we have a star fruit that we've been like testing and, you know, star fruits are like, they're very regional. People don't really know what they taste like, you know, and it's just like, and it's great. It's an amazing product, but we're like, eh, maybe anyway. Right. Right. And so you've launched other products as well outside of Hintwater. You now have SPF and you have deodorant. Tell us more about these products and why you decided to launch them. Yeah. So, um, the deodorant or Sorry, the sunscreen was kind of the first um, time that we sort of went outside of beverage. And I had skin cancer on my nose. I had um, a patch on my nose that was like, I kept thinking, oh, just put some more moisturizer on my nose or something. And then finally got serious and found out that it was basal cell and got it removed and then thought, okay, I need to start wearing sunscreen. And uh, my dermatologist, who's a friend of mine said like, why don't you wear sunscreen? And I was like, cause I wear foundation and, you know, and 
I just, I don't know, it screws up your makeup and I just don't like the feel of it on my skin and kept looking for like a better sunscreen and couldn't find it. And then finally I started doing research and found um, that there was this ingredient called oxybenzone, which I don't believe is, is that, is that legal in Canada? It's, it is in the U S but in many parts of the world, it's not. Um, but it, but it is in the U S and so, um, I didn't want oxybenzone in my product because I had found this research that said that the um, Center for Disease Control had recommended to the FDA in the U.S. not to approve it back in the 1970s because it exasperated um, precancer cells under the skin and right. caused them to grow. And I thought, well, that's bad. Like, totally. I like I don't want that. Like, yeah, how did yeah. this get through the approval process? And again, in many parts of the world, it's not um, approved. So I thought, gosh, like, I wonder how hard it is to like create a sunscreen. I didn't even think of it under the hint umbrella. Frankly, I was like making it for myself. And then right. finally, a friend said, oh, you have to have all sunscreens have to be approved by the FDA. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what? Like, I'm not making this product for Hint. I was just like making sunscreen for myself at home to try and like make a good sunscreen. Right. And uh, and then I was like, huh, that's kind of interesting. Maybe I'll just do it. I don't have to launch it. And then I got the approval from the FDA. And uh -huh. so I I was like, okay, now we like the funniest thing about the sunscreen that I thought was hysterical that I didn't sort of like predict at all. But we launched it in January. We got the approval at the end of December and we launched it in January a few years ago. And, um, and so all these like beverage executives were like talking to the, like the press about, uh, about this, you know, tech executive who was like trying to get into the beverage industry. Now she's like launching a sunscreen. And I just thought like, why do you guys care? Right. Like it was just, I mean, it was so like ridiculous that we were getting so much press off of it and which was great. Like I didn't even have to like talk to people and then editors would call and they'd be like, oh, can we get a sample of your sunscreen? I'm like, sure. Like here it is. And, and so we would get, all, they were like, this is really good. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't have oxybenzone in it. Here's my research. They're like, oh my gosh, it's grapefruit. Like why aren't more sunscreens? Like, you know, scented with grapefruit. And I'm like, yeah, right. it's real fruit too. We're not using fragrance. Like all this, like it was amazing. And then the, and then the next thing that happened that was like so crazy, then um, one of the biggest sunscreen um, companies launched a product and I heard from a consumer, they're like, oh my gosh, it has no oxybenzone on it. And it, that's exactly what your product has on it too. And I, and then I see the bottle and what I realized is that we could not only be like a resource for consumers, but if we could actually force change in Huge. categories yep. by actually sh doing better, I mean, they'll always be bigger than us. Coke and Pepsi will always be bigger, bigger than us. Maybe right. not, but probably they'll probably <laughs> be bigger than us. But at the end of the day, if we can actually act as this, you know, catalyst that, you know, that is actually going to try and do what's right for the consumer. Huge. Like that's huge. That yeah. makes me super, super happy. And so, Amazing. you know, since then there's been plenty of sunscreen companies that have come out and said, no oxybenzone. Like we started that we did. There was, nobody was talking about oxybenzone. 
And, you know, and since then, I mean, I, our FDA is finally saying, okay, well, maybe we should eliminate oxybenzone. Totally. And I'm like, that'd be a great idea. That'd be super great. So anyway, that's the backstory. And then we came out with deodorant um, as well with no aluminum in it. Um, my dad had, um, had Alzheimer's and passed away just over 10 years ago. And when that happened, I started looking at Alzheimer's and all kinds of, you know, what causes it? I don't want to get it like genetically, like what, you know, what can you do about it? And I ran into this article about aluminum and how, you know, I thought, okay, well, I don't really have to drink out of aluminum cans. I don't have to use aluminum foil, but I was like, wait a minute, antiperspirant? Like I use that stuff every single day. I like wear it under my arms. I put it by my breast. I like by my lymph nodes. I'm absorbing it. Mm-hmm. I'm telling my teenagers to like put it on. And then I'm like, time out. Like, do I really need it? So I went through a process of testing my body, like took me a couple of months and then my body totally reset. I had been using it for so long that I would like sweat whenever I didn't wear it. And then suddenly I like, you know, when I stopped using it and I don't smell, I don't sweat, you know, it just yeah. all kind of like, reset itself. And so anyway, I looked for a deodorant um, that was sort of along the lines, I knew a ton about ingredients now, and along the lines of, you know, what we talk about with Hint, which is that we don't use any class one allergens. And so a lot of people don't know this, but um, like coconut is a common base that's used in deodorant. It's totally fine. Coconut is great as long as you're not allergic to it. I'm allergic to coconut. And so I could never use any of these better for your deodorants. And, um, and so I kept, you know, I had friends who were even doing these better. They were like, yeah, we only do it in coconut. I'm like, please just do one without coconut. And then finally I was like, I should just do one. And I did it and we call it hint. And now like, now we're doing hand sanitizers. We're doing, Amazing. you know, all things around health, but always like using our fruit essences yes. um, to actually scent or taste. And, um, and just the quality is just better. And Absolutely. like we, we get it and we know the experience and we know the, you know, the brand is powerful and all of that. So, so that is what we, that is what we do. So it truly goes back to the roots and, you know, we've always had stakes in the ground around health and now we've just done it in a lot of other categories. That's amazing. I just love what you stand for. I love that you've gotten these amazing products out in the world for people to use. And I love your story. I thank you so much for sharing and being with me today. Can you let our audience know where they can connect with you and get your book? And yeah, where can they find you? Yeah. So I'm on social all over the place. It's Kara Golden with an I and please stop by and say hello. And the book is called Undaunted Overcoming Doubts and Doubters. It's on Amazon as well as Audible and lots of bookstores too. And then Hint, if you want to try any of our products or buy our products, you can get those as well on drinkhint.com or Amazon. Amazing. That's fantastic. Well, we will have all of this linked up in our show notes so everybody can get their shop on and get your book. And thank you again so much for being with us today. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a great rest of the week. Awesome. Take care. 
Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really hope you enjoyed my interview with Kara. Be sure to follow her over on Instagram at Kara Golden and grab her book, Undaunted, Overcoming Doubts and Doubters. It is a fantastic book. And if you've been doubting yourself and you've been scared to take risks and you've been letting that fear take over, this is going to be an amazing book to give you that push. And I personally love hearing about women entrepreneurs and women success stories. I feel like we hear so much about men. And so I am all about the women, the leadership that women can provide and when they step into their power role and just to see that beauty unleashed. So I'm a really big fan of her book. Go grab it. I hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks for being here. I'll connect with you all next week. If you want to grab today's show notes, head on over to the website, holisticwellness.ca forward slash episode 139. Take care, everyone. Chat soon. Bye.